Hey everybody, it's me, Casper, from Massachusetts. Well, now it's back to being Alaska, Massachusetts. Um, I want to give a special shout out to everybody who listened to my last podcast um, about calling Becky, who's a professor at Stanford University. Oh my God, you are so embarrassing. And I wanted to say thank you to all of my podcast listeners, everybody connected to a podcast tuning in to my podcast channel i hope you guys are liking what you're hearing and happy friday but today's episode is going to be about edward scissorhands it's not the movie edward scissorhands it's more of the literal thing like edward scissorhands treatment whereas you have to just cut people out without a warning because you've tried time and time again to reason with them, but somehow they lack the ability to understand that you're not playing with their asses. So you gotta cut them off, like straight up Edward Scissorhands. Though some people always ask, like, how do you go around in life just cutting people off like that? And I'm like, listen, there's a reason why it happens. They do things that you tell them not to do. They don't listen. They don't respect you when they do the things you don't want them to do. And earlier today, when I was talking with a friend, we're just sitting down talking and stuff like that and doing some networking. And she asked me, she's like, how do you still look so young for my age? After telling her how old I, how old I was. And she's like, well, how do you stay young? What do you use? What kind of moisturizers do you use? And I was like, I don't use anything. I use Edward Scissorhands. Because these things, these people can cost you two things. They can cost you your hairline and they can cost you your youthful appearance. I'm as old as I am and I always pass for someone that's a lot younger than what my real age is. And I tell them, like, look, how to preserve a young appearance as best as possible. Give some people who deserve the Edward Scissorhand treatment that exact treatment. Cut them off. Like, they're not contributing to your life. They are a bunch of nobodies sitting up here wasting your time and wasting your energy and wasting your space. They're the unworthy ones. They are miserable on the inside. So all you need to do is just tell them you need to reserve space by kicking them out. They don't have no business being around you. All they're going to do is cost you your hairline. Yes, I said it, your hairline. They're going to make your hairline go back because they're stressing you out. And then they're going to make you look older than what you normally look. Say, for example, you're 30 years old and you're walking around looking like you're 70 years old. Why? Why would you make somebody drain you of all your youthful appearance? Man, they better get out of here and go somewhere with all that shit. I don't have time for these kind of people. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, today, you know, like, you can never get today back. You can never get 10 minutes ago back. So, rather have these times that you are spending be spent being around people that are 
contributing positive things to your life. I'd rather be around silly people that mean no harm than to be around somebody with extreme malice in their heart. I don't know what it is, but I just can't. And sometimes when I want to take a break from people, it's not for anything bad, it's just for me to recharge. I have to recharge my energy. Like There are some people that we have in our lives that we can only stand to see them for certain days of the week or certain times of the week. Like I can only stand seeing certain individuals from what, nine to five from Monday to Thursday. After any time outside of that, I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you even. I don't even want to hear you in my ear on the phone. I mean, a text message, somewhat tolerable. I don't even, you know what? I don't even want that because I need to recharge my energy. I need to keep my vibrations nice and high. I don't want no dusty ass auras coming around me and I definitely don't want no low vibrations around me so with that being said I'm not being mean it's just self-care and that's how you stay looking young without plastic surgery give them the Edward Scissorhand treatment when they need to get it you tell them stop doing stuff you don't like and they're still doing it pull out them scissors you're In the meantime, somewhere there is or there are multiple cases of people getting assaulted by security guards in airports. I believe there was a deaf pregnant woman and her service dog that got punched in the face and the dog got beat up too. Now, this is beyond insane. Like, seriously, she got punched, and so did her service animal. Well, a deaf woman, or a deaf person that uses a service animal, they call it, I guess the proper terminology is a hearing dog. The same way that a blind person would have a service animal would call it a guide dog. So, this woman is deaf, and she's pregnant, and she gets punched, and they they beat her dog up too, and I'm like... Are you serious? This is slowly making its way or quickly making its way around. Faster than Becky the party crasher who called the police on the black family for having a cookout. Minding their very own business. I really wish she would do that too. Like mind her own business. And none of this would happen. But the lady who got punched and her service dog that got beat up. This brings up lots and lots of issues of people with disabilities getting beat up and no one doing anything about it this is absolutely crazy like seriously uh this speaks multiple volumes to me because i am someone with disabilities and i'm a disability advocate aside from a podcaster and people like they just don't understand what it is like to be like us only if we can trade roles and have them be in our shoes for a week and treat them the way they treat us maybe they wouldn't be so stupid anymore or insensitive people who mistreat those with disabilities you should always have respect for people with disabilities but I don't know what happened with that anymore 
I don't know where the respect for people in general has gone. It's gone down to shit. Seriously. So, this is part of what explains why I have been very apprehensive about getting a guide dog. Just the day before yesterday, I finally did my video of me walking and showing those who would be watching at the guide dog school how I walk around the city of Boston with my white cane. I did a small portion of the city of me walking around in some part of the area. I had to go back and finish teaching so I couldn't go too far. So if I get a guide dog or when I finally get my seeing eye dog from a guide dog school out of state, I don't want anybody trying anything fresh at all. Like, no. And it's part of the reason why I've been extremely apprehensive. Like, it's already hard being someone who's blind and navigating in a world that's not catered to people with any disabilities at all. This is a world that's catered to those who are sighted and hearing and able-bodied. This world was like everything, society, all this stuff was not catered to people with disabilities. We were the last to be thought of. They pretty much seen us as underlings. And I don't want to sound negative about this, but this definitely hits a nerve several times. When I hear about people and their service animals being abused and mistreated, my question is, why? Why would you do that for? What caused it? Like, what led up to the service, like the woman or any person with a service animal getting abused and their service animal too? Now, this is why such legislation exists. Disability awareness training. This is the reason why. People, you need to learn how to interact with those that have disabilities. You really do. Because if you don't, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have people giving you drive-by lawsuits because you're not paying attention and you're not being considerate to those that are not like you. Now, when I finally get a service dog, I will expect that, well, not a, I'm not going to say service dog. I will say a guide dog, a guide dog for the blind and visually impaired. When I finally get my guide dog, I will expect to have numerous cancellations from Uber and Lyft or even paratransit. I'll expect that to happen because they don't want dogs in their car. Um, but they don't understand that, you know, it is part of the business. You have to accept someone with a service animal because it's not just a random pet. It is a animal with a purpose. It's a service animal. How much more explanations should you need? Like, what else? So, I will expect to have lots and lots of cancellations or sudden pull-offs from Ubers and Lyfts, and I will be expecting to do a lot of reporting as well, because I have some friends here in the area that have been seriously mistreated by Uber and Lyft because they have guide dogs. Um, and so this right here, this insanity, all of this all together is insane. It seems like we're seeing more and more 
things happen to people with disabilities. Like, I'm a disability advocate, and what gets on my nerves the most is when people act like we are some type of diathesis or something, like we're not supposed to be treated like a human being. If there is blood going through our veins and our heart is beating and we're alive, then we are definitely worthy of being treated with respect, just as you think you are too. Honestly, because most times these are people who are born with disabilities. They were not people who were without disabilities and then later in life occur, like had these issues happen to them. No. This is what we have. This is what we know. We don't know anything else. And this is our life. So the last thing we need is someone who is very inconsiderate and negligent, making things much worse. We don't expect you to cater to us, but we expect you to respect us the same way you would want to be respected. It's called equal treatment. Respect goes both ways. If you don't respect me, don't, res- don't expect anything to come back to you absolutely not and we remain firm by that so shout out to the lady and her service dog that were abused and I hope all of this stuff gets resolved and they should be going under serious disability awareness training. We have to push this really, really hard. All of these businesses and airports and all these airlines are under hot water because of the lack of disability awareness training. I put forward some legislation here in Massachusetts about this because I had an experience that was unbelievable. Um, I will talk about it because it needs to be addressed and this is part of what this is the reason why disability awareness training needs to be emphasized extra emphasis should be put on it so back in 2014 no actually 2015 i was flying to minnesota to go to my second training center for the blind and i carried with me some very expensive equipment Now, these things, you're talking about like $5,000 braille displays. And I talked about this situation on the radio before. So you're going to hear about it more and more. So until until you're sick and tired of it. I have multiple pieces of equipment that I travel with. Because it's what I use on a daily basis. Braille displays, uh, note takers, for the blind and visually impaired. I use these things all the time and they're not cheap. So going through TSA, my bag is nicely organized the way I want my shit to be. And then the TSA goes and takes everything that's in the bag and dumps my shit out on the fucking table. And I heard the computer hit the fucking table. And I immediately was like, look, this stuff is very fucking expensive. Do not just drop my stuff on the table like that please be respectful to put it back the way you found it or don't touch it at all and even before I told him it's all just a bunch of blindness equipment I don't think you need to go through every single crack and corner of my shit but he still did 
nothing went back into place. My bag was in such horrible condition. And when I finally got to my destination, when I made it to Minneapolis, one side of my braille display was damaged. And I was out of my distance communication equipment for a couple of months. I had to send it back to the company to get it repaired and it cost lots of money. Talk about $300 and some change or $400 to repair my braille display. Now, luckily it was still in warranty so it was able to get done quickly. I got my new braille display and when I called the airline about it, nobody wanted to take responsibility for it. So I said, all right, cool. You're not going to take responsibility for it? Guess what? I got something for you, monkey asses. As soon as I get back to Massachusetts, watch what's going to happen. So I get back to Massachusetts and I start drafting my piece of legislation and I take it to my House of Representatives and I said, boom, this is what's going on. Fix this problem. Help me fix it. The thing that people fail to understand is when you go to your House of Representatives and you talk to your legislative aide or your representative, people think that they can just bring the problem to them with no solution. What makes these people in that House of Reps want to help you is if you have a solution to your problem. So that's what I did. I brought my problem to them as well as a solution. My problem was that my equipment has been getting destroyed and no one has been paying for it and I've been having to pay for these things by myself and that's not supposed to happen and I wasn't advocating on my behalf but I was advocating on behalf of many other people with many other disabilities to be treated respectfully as well as their personal fucking belongings so legislation was drafted it was given a bill number a hearing happened And I put some publicity out there, got onto a couple of news articles, uh, got onto the Massachusetts State House News and um, article, and then was doing seminars in the Boston area talking about my stuff and, you know, what I was working on. And now I am deemed and I've earned the title of being called a disability advocate. Um, So... Yeah, I'm sorry about all the extra profanity, but I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So, until it happens to you or someone you care about, then you'll see exactly why I get annoyed every time I think about it. Even though the equipment is fixed, still, it's my stuff. And you ask them to be careful with it, and they just tossed it around. Yeah, there's security measures to follow, but still... Where is the respect for people with disabilities? Where is the respect for people, period? It has made me quite apprehensive about flying anywhere for a long time because I can't not travel with my braille display. I like to have it with me because I use it. And I have a note taker that I store my books on and I want to read my books out of my braille display. Why can't I? Why should I have to not use my stuff because TSA is going to treat my stuff like shit? Well, in return for this mistreatment, I would like to take all of their iPhone 10s and send it sliding down the escalator see how they like it. I hope it doesn't have warranty. Now I want to see how they feel.
see how it feels? You don't like it. Your expensive iPhone 10s have been slid across the escalator and it's not getting paid for. So, yeah. You better hope it doesn't get caught in the blades on the floor. But, that is just my frustration. Rightfully so, I have a right to be frustrated about this, just as anybody else would. So, when I hear about these things and people with disabilities getting mistreated, first question, where's the respect for people with disabilities? Second, why are you hiring these idiots that don't know how to treat people with disabilities? Third, did you ever think that a disability awareness training crash course wouldn't be a good idea? And lastly, what makes you think people with disabilities don't travel? Like seriously, do you think we just sit at home twiddling our thumbs and drooling everywhere? Hell no. Just so you know, us blind and visually impaired people and folks with all types of disabilities have... We experience similar types of life experiences just like anybody without disabilities. We have gossip. We have drama. Just like you guys. And of course, it's hard to get out of it because people rope us in just like you get roped into all this drama in your life as well. We live lives. We have things going on. People are, you know, people with disabilities are married. They have children. They have grandkids. We're just like everyone else. So fucking be respectful to us and our shit. In the meantime, aside from that little bit of news and that story that I shared with you guys which was very true and still till this day is still being worked on um the question is at what point do you give someone or a group of people the Edward Scissorhand treatment for those of you who may not have heard of this phrase that I call cutting people off it's called the Edward Scissorhand treatment it's where you've reached your breaking point with someone or you've come close to your breaking point but you don't want to come to it yet because you don't want to put up with anything and you just suddenly cut them off no warning no nothing I'm talking about high and dry like Edward Scissorhands will just clip away the negative Nancy's and just make them go away like like something like that and I'm sorry if I'm talking you guys' ears off but sometimes you just gotta let it all be heard I gotta let people hear about this stuff and I wanna know like what point do you like do you wait till you find out something that you're not okay with and then you cut them off from the get go or do you catch on slowly and then you find out like maybe a couple of weeks later like this person is not who they say they were and then you just dismiss them without even telling them no warning no nothing I don't want to you don't want to discuss anything at all just high and dry cut bye goodbye you don't even know them anymore like what point do you wait to do any of this 
Um, as I said before, people or stuff that stress you out will cost you your hairline and or your young appearance or all of it. It'll cost you your young youthful appearance and your hairline. And if you got long ass hair, you're not trying to have your hair go backwards. You're trying to have your shit stay in place. Shoot. Hey, what's up, Casper from Massachusetts? This is Jordan from Kansas City. I just wanted to know, like, if you wanted to start, like, a recording podcast together or something, coming up with, like, with different topics and stuff like that, I just find it difficult to talk to myself through a phone. I kind of need somebody to, you know, chop it up with, bounce ideas back and forth, make it easier. You, you're an easy person to talk to. So, um, just hit me back and let me know what you think. Would you be down to do it or not? Thank you. And I'm answering the question again. Yes, I would like to do some podcasts with anyone who's willing to jump in on a two-way call to do a episode or talk about whatever or anything under the sun that's going on in today's time. Once again, I would like to thank all of my podcast listeners near and far, especially all the mystery listeners and the barnacle grabbers. Haha, funny. That was from a previous episode, a couple of episodes ago. Barnacle Grabbers, Wall Watchers. Tune into that episode. 